0: Decidedly Christian, distinctly biblical, and just a little bit nuts, this is Squirrel Chatter. And welcome to the Piney Woods, ladies and gentlemen, I am your Squirrel, the host, coming to you from the ARN studios, high atop the tallest tree in the Piney Woods, the very snowy Piney Woods. It's Thursday morning, the 1st of December, and looking out the window, it looks like we got about another fresh six or eight inches overnight, which means as soon as squirrel chatter is over this morning, I will be putting on my coat and my snow boots and going outside and shoveling the driveway. And I am looking forward to that with great anticipation, as no doubt you can understand. Uh, You can probably see it in my face. But yeah, so fresh snow overnight. Like I said, six to eight inches and expecting more today. Oh, and I've got a basketball trip on Saturday to drive. Hopefully the roads will be good. Um, Some of our area schools have canceled school today. Other area schools are running two hours late Our own school district has said that they will be starting two hours late today. Um, The neighboring school district to our west is not having class today. And all of the schools up in uh, Sanders County uh, have said that they are not having schools today. So we're having a snow day. And uh, it's... it's, uh, It's going to be fun. (laughs) I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, got to grab the shovel. It is Thursday, but there will be no Theology Thursday today because we are in the midst of a double theology or a double Scripture reading day. This is double Scripture reading day four of ten as we work our way through the Legacy Standard Bible. As we're reading through the entire Bible this year, we need to catch up to get back on schedule because I was sick for two weeks. But I am back, and we have almost finished our first week of double scripture reading. So today's scripture reading, and there's a lot of it, we've got Ezra chapters three and four, Haggai, Zechariah chapter one, Psalm 92. Psalm 138, and 1 John 1 and 2. That is our Bible reading for today, so that's going to be rather extensive. So let's go ahead and jump to it, shall we? Let us begin, as is our practice, with the prayer of confession from the 1552 Book of Common Prayer. Please join me in prayer. Almighty and most merciful Father, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. And now our prayer for the reading of the word. Blessed Lord, who hast caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant that we may in such wise hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by patience and comfort of thy holy word we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, which thou hast given us in our Savior, Jesus Christ. So now, Ezra, chapter 3. Then the seventh month came, and the sons of Israel were in the cities. And the people gathered together as one man to Jerusalem. Then Joshua the son of Jezedek and his brothers, the priests, and Zerubbabel the son of Shealtiel and his brothers arose, and built the altar of God, of the God of Israel, to offer burnt offerings on it, as it is written in the law of Moses, the man of God. So they set up the altar on its foundation. For they were terrified because of the peoples of the lands, and they offered burnt offerings on it to Yahweh, burnt offerings morning and evening. They celebrated the Feast of Booths, as it is written, and offered the fixed number of burnt offerings daily, according to the legal judgment, as each day required. And afterward there was a continual burnt offering, also for the new moons, and for all the appointed times of Yahweh that were set apart as holy and from everyone who offered a freewill offering to Yahweh from the first day of the seventh month they began to offer burnt offerings to Yahweh but the foundation of the temple of Yahweh had not yet been laid. Then they gave money to the Masons and carpenters and food and drink and oil to the Sidonians and the Tyranians to bring cedar wood from Lebanon to the sea to the sea at Joppa according to the permission they had from Cyrus king of Persia. Now in the second year of their coming to the house of God at Jerusalem in the second month, Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, and Jeshua, the son of Jezodak, and the rest of their brothers, the priests, and the Levites, and all who came from the captivity to Jerusalem, began to work and appoint the Levites from 20 years and older to direct the work of the house of Yahweh. Then Joshua, with his brothers, sons and brothers, stood united with Cadmiel and his sons, the sons of Judah, and the sons of Hinnadad, with their sons and brothers, the Levites, to direct those who do the work of the house of God. So the builders laid the foundation of the temple of Yahweh. Then the priests stood in their apparel with trumpets, and the Levites, the son of Asaph, with cymbals, to praise God according to the directions of King David of Israel. And they sang, praising and giving thanks to Yahweh, saying, For he is good, for his lovingkindness endures forever upon Israel. And all the people shouted with a great shout when they praised Yahweh, because the foundation of the house of Yahweh was laid. Yet many of the priests and Levites and heads of fathers' households, the old men who had seen the first house of Yahweh, were weeping with a loud voice when the foundation of this house was laid before their eyes, while many in loud shouts with gladness were raising their voice, so that the people could not distinguish the voices of the shouting of gladness from the voices of the weeping of the people. For the people were shouting with a loud shout, and those voices were heard far away. Chapter 4 Then the adversaries of Judah and Benjamin heard that the people of the exile were building a temple to Yahweh, the God of Israel. So they approached Zerubbabel and the heads of the fathers' households and said to them, Let us build with you, for we, like you, seek your God. And we have been sacrificing to him since the days of Esarhaddon, the king of Assyria, who brought us up here. But Zerubbabel and Joshua and the rest of the heads of fathers' households of Israel said to them, You have nothing in common with us in building a house to our God, but we ourselves will together build to Yahweh, the God of Israel, as King Cyrus, the king of Persia, has commanded us. So the people of the land discouraged the people of Judah and dismayed them from building and hired counselors against them to frustrate their counsel in all the days of Cyrus, king of Persia, even until the reign of Darius, king of Persia. Now in the reign of Ahasuerus, in the beginning of his reign, they wrote an accusation against the inhabitants of Judah and Jerusalem. And in the days of Artaxerxes, Bishlam, Mithridath, Table, and the rest of his colleagues wrote to Artaxerxes, king of Persia, and the text of the letter was written in Aramaic and translated from Aramaic. Rahum, the commander, and Shimshai, the scribe, wrote a letter against Jerusalem to King Artaxerxes as follows They wrote Rahum, the commander, and Shimshai, the scribe, and the rest of their colleagues, the judges, and the lesser governors, the officials, the Secretaries, the men of Eric, the Babylonians, the men of Susa, that is the Elamites, and the rest of the nations, which the great and honourable Osnapar took away into exile and settled in the city of Samaria and in the rest of the region beyond the river and now. this is the copy of the letter which they sent to him to King Artaxerxes, your servants, the men in the region beyond the river and now, let it be known to the king that the jews who came up from you have come to us at Jerusalem they are rebuilding the rebellious and evil city and are completing the walls and repairing the foundations now let it be known to the king that if that city is rebuilt and the walls are completed they will not give tribute custom or toil or toll and it will damage the revenue of the kings now because we are in the service of the palace and it is not fitting for us to see the king's dishonor Therefore we have sent and made known to the king that a search be made in the record books of your fathers, and you will find in the record books and come to know that that city is a rebellious city and damaging to kings and provinces, and that they have incited revolt within it in past days. Therefore that city was laid waste. We make known to the king that if that city is rebuilt and the walls completed, as a result you will have no portion in the province beyond the river. Then the king sent an edict to Rahim, the commander, to Shimshai, the scribe, and to the rest of their colleagues who live in Samaria and in the rest of the provinces beyond the river. Peace. And now, the document which you have sent us has been plainly read before me. So a decree has been issued by me and has been made, and has been found that that city has lifted itself up against the kings in past days, that rebellion and revolt have been perpetuated in it, that strong kings have been over Jerusalem even rulers in all the provinces beyond the river, and that tribute, custom, and toll were given to them. Now issue a decree to make these men stop that this city may not be rebuilt until a decree is issued by me. And beware of being negligent in doing this matter. Why should harm increase to damage the king's? Then as soon as the copy of King Artaxerxes' document was read before Rehum and Shimshai the scribe and their colleagues, they went in haste to Jerusalem to the Jews and stopped them by force and military. Then the work on the house of the god in Jerusalem stopped. And it was stopped until the second year of the reign of Darius, king of Persia. And now, the book of the prophet Haggai, chapter 1. In the second year of Darius the king, on the first day of the sixth month, the word of Yahweh came by the hand of Haggai the prophet to Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest, saying, Thus says Yahweh of hosts, This people says the time is not come even the time for the house of Yahweh to be rebuilt. Then the word of Yahweh came by Haggai the prophet, saying, It is time for you yourselves to live in your paneled houses, while this house lies waste. So now, thus says Yahweh of hosts, Set your heart to consider your ways. You have sown much, but bring in little. You eat, but there is not enough to be satisfied. You drink, but there is not enough to become drunk. You put on clothing, but no one is warm enough. And he who earns, earns wages to put it into a bag with holes. Thus says Yahweh of hosts, set your heart to consider your ways. Go up to the mountains and bring wood and rebuild the house of God, that I may be pleased with it and be glorified, says Yahweh. You look for much, but behold, it comes to little, and you bring it home, and I blow it away. Why, declares Yahweh of hosts, because my house which lies waste while each of you runs to his own house. Therefore, Because of you, the sky has restrained its dew, and the earth has restrained its produce. And I called for a drought on the land, on the mountains, on the grain, on the new wine, on the oil, on what the ground brings forth, on men, on cattle, and on all the labor of your hands. Then Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, and Joshua, the son of Jehozadek, the high priest, with all the remnant of the people— Listen to the voice of Yahweh their God and the words of Haggai the prophet, as Yahweh their God had sent him. And the people feared Yahweh. Then Haggai, the messenger of Yahweh, spoke by the commissioned message of Yahweh to the people, saying, I am with you, declares Yahweh. So Yahweh stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and the spirit of Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest and the spirit of all the remnant of the people, and they came and did work on the house of Yahweh of hosts, their God, on the twenty-fourth day of the sixth month, in the second year of Darius the king. Now Zechariah chapter 1. In the eighth month of the second year of Darius, the word of Yahweh came to Zechariah the prophet, the son of Berechiah, the son of Edo, saying, Yahweh was very wrathful against your fathers. Therefore say to them, Thus says Yahweh of hosts, Return to me, declares Yahweh of hosts, that I may return to you, says Yahweh of hosts. Do not be like your fathers, to whom the former prophets called out, saying, Thus says Yahweh of hosts, Return now from your evil ways and from your evil deeds. But they did not listen or give heed to me, declares Yahweh. Your fathers, where are they? And the prophets, do they live forever? But did not my words and my statutes, which I commanded my slaves, the prophets, overtake your fathers? Then they returned and said, As Yahweh of hosts proposed to do to us in accordance with our ways and our deeds, so he has done with us. On the twenty-fourth day of the eleventh month, which is the month of Shebat, in the second year of Darius, the word of Yahweh came to Zechariah the prophet, the son of Berechiah, the son of Edo, saying, I saw at night, and behold, a man was riding on a red horse, and he was standing among the myrtle trees which were in the ravine, with red, sorrel, and white horses behind him. Then I said, My Lord, what are these? And the angel who was speaking with me said to me, I will show you what these are. And the man who was standing among the myrtle trees answered and said, These are those whom Yahweh has sent to patrol the earth." So they answered the angel of Yahweh who was standing among the myrtle trees and said, We have patrolled the earth, and behold, all the earth is sitting still and quiet. Then the angel of Yahweh answered and said, O Yahweh of hosts, how long will you have no compassion for Jerusalem and the cities of Judah, with which you have been indignant these seventy years? Yahweh answered the angel who was speaking with me with good words, comforting words. So the angel who was speaking with me said to me, Call out, saying, Thus says Yahweh of hosts, I am exceedingly jealous for Jerusalem and Zion, and I am wrathful with the nations who are at ease. For I was only a little wrathful, but they have helped increase the calamity. Therefore, thus says Yahweh, I will return to Jerusalem with compassion. My house will be built in it declares Yahweh of hosts, and a measuring line will be stretched over Jerusalem. Again, call out, saying, Thus says Yahweh of hosts, My cities will again overflow with good, and Yahweh will again comfort Zion and again choose Jerusalem. Then I lifted up my eyes and saw, and behold, there were four horns. So I said to the angel who was speaking with me, What are these? And he said to me, These are the horns which have scattered Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem. Then Yahweh showed me four craftsmen, and I said, What are these coming to do? And he said, These are the horns which have scattered Judah, so that no man lifts up his head, but these craftsmen have come to cause them to tremble, to throw down the horns of the nations who have lifted up their horns against the land of Judah in order to scatter it. Now, Psalm 92, a psalm, a song for the Sabbath day. It is good to give thanks to Yahweh and to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness by night, with the ten-stringed lute and with the harp, with resounding music upon the lyre. For you, O Yahweh, have made me glad by what you have done. I will sing for joy at the works of your hands. How great are your works, O Yahweh! Your thoughts are very deep. A senseless man does not know, and a fool does not understand this, that when the wicked flourishes like grass, and all the workers of iniquity blossom, it was only that they might be destroyed forevermore. But you are on high forever, O Yahweh. For behold, your enemies, O Yahweh. For behold, your enemies will perish. All the workers of iniquity will be scattered. But you have raised up my horn, like that of the wild ox, I have been anointed with fresh oil, and my eye has looked exultantly upon my foes. My ears hear of the evildoers who rise up against me. The righteous man will flourish like the palm tree. He will grow like a cedar in Lebanon, planted in the house of Yahweh. They will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still yield fruit in old age. They shall be rich and fresh, to declare that Yahweh is upright He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. And now Psalm 138. I will give you thanks with all my heart. I will sing praises to you before the gods. I will worship toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your loving kindness and your truth. For you have magnified your word according to all your name. On the day I called, you answered me. You made me bold with strength in my soul. All the kings of the earth, O Yahweh, will give thanks to you when they hear the words of your mouth, and they will sing of the ways of Yahweh, for great is the glory of Yahweh. For Yahweh is high, yet he sees the lowly, but the one who exalts himself he knows from afar. Though I walk in the midst of distress, you will revive me. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of my enemies, and your right hand will save me. Yahweh will accomplish what concerns me. O Yahweh, your loving kindness endures forever. Do not fail the works of your hands. And now 1 John chapter 1. What was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we beheld and touched with our hands concerning the word of life, and the life was manifested, and we have seen and bear witness and proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifested to us. What we have seen and heard we proclaim to you also, so that you may also have fellowship with us. And indeed our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we are writing, so that our joy may be made complete. And this is the message we have heard from him and declare to you, that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with Him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not know the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus His Son cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, We make him a liar, and his word is not in us. Chapter 2 My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for those of the whole world. And by this we know that we have come to know him, if we keep his commandments. The one who says... I have come to know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, truly in him the love of God has been perfected. By this we know that we are in him. The one who says he abides in him ought himself to walk in the same manner as he walked. Beloved, I am not writing a new commandment to you, but an old commandment which you have had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which you have heard. On the other hand, I am writing a new commandment to you, which is true in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away, and the true light is already shining. The one who says he is in the light and yet hates his brother is in the darkness until now. The one who loves his brother abides in the light, and there is no cause for stumbling in him. But the one who hates his brother is in the darkness, and walks in the darkness, and does not know where he is going. "'because the darkness blinded his eyes. "'I am writing to you, little children, "'because your sins have been forgiven you "'for his name's sake. "'I am writing to you, fathers, "'because you have known him "'who has been from the beginning. "'I am writing to you, young men, "'because you have overcome the evil one. "'I have written to you, children, "'because you have known the Father. "'I have written to you, fathers, "'because you know him "'who has been from the beginning.' I have written to you, young men, because you are strong, and the word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the evil one. Do not love the world, nor the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the boastful pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away, and also its lusts but the one who does the will of God abides forever. Children, it is the last hour. And just as you heard that Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have appeared. For this we know that it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they were not really of us. For if they were of us, they would have remained with us. But they went out so that it would be manifested that they all are not of us. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you all know. I have not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you do know it, and because no lie is of the truth. Who is the liar but the one who denies that Jesus is the Christ? This is the Antichrist, the one who denies the Father and the Son. Everyone who denies the Son does not have the Father. The one who confesses the Son has the Father also. As for you... Let that which you heard from the beginning abide in you. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, you also will abide in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise which he himself made to us, eternal life. These things I have written to you about those who are trying to deceive you. And as for you, the anointing whom you receive from him abides in you, and you have no need for anyone to teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about all things, and is true and is not a lie, and just as he has taught you, abide in him. And now, little children, abide in him, so that when he is manifested, we may have confidence and not shrink away from him in shame at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who does righteousness has been born of him. This is the word of the Lord. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And now the collect for grace. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power. And grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings may be ordered by thy governance to do always that is righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. All right, folks, that's squirrel chatter for today. And I'm about to go play in the snow. So uh, pray for me as I go enjoy God's wonderful bounty of white Fluffy, cold snow. Uh, the, the older I get, the less enamored by winter weather I am. Oh, I just see that a new severe weather alert has come up on my phone. Let me see what that says. This is from AccuWeather. It says, AccuWeather is, not, is working hard to load the data you were looking for. Please try again in a few minutes. Winter weather advisory, here we go. Starts at midnight on Thursday, December 1st. Ends at 6 o'clock on Friday, December 2nd. Winter weather advisory remains in effect until midnight, Mountain Standard Time tonight. What? Snow expected. Total snow accumulation of 3 to 6 inches. Heaviest snow is expected to fall during the morning, Thursday. That be now. Where? Missoula and Bitterroot Valleys. When? Until midnight, Mountain Standard Time, Thursday night. Impacts. Plan on slippery road conditions. Precautionary preparedness actions. Slow down and use caution when traveling. Latest road conditions for the state you are calling from can be obtained by calling 511. Oh, winter weather advisory. So this is staying starting at midnight last night ending at 6 o'clock tomorrow morning. Oh, snow. I could easily, easily become a snowbird and travel to warmer climes during winter. But that is not to be, and does not seem to be in the foreseeable future. So I must endure winter weather. And again complaining about snow in Montana is like complaining about volcanoes in Hawaii. It's kind of a fruitless proposition, and it is the price that we pay for living where we live. All right, have a great Thursday, folks. Remember to do the things you ought to do. Don't do the things you ought not do. And whatever you do, do it for the glory of the Lord. We'll see you again here tomorrow for another episode of Squirrel Chatter. Take care. God bless.